Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Mr. Kenneth Mickey of Monsters and Machines Fitness. Ken, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, man. Doing great. Doing great, man. Glad to be on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. And I have to admit, right from the get-go, this is one of my favorite gym names that I have come across in the entire history of me doing this podcast. Monsters and Machines (laughs) has got to be at least top five of coolest gym names. For context for people listening here, for people that aren't familiar with the Monsters and Machines brand or, or you as a person, give us some background and some context. When you describe what you do, what do you tell people? Um, man, I'll tell them a little bit of everything. I mean, we pretty much embody uh, just about every modality. Um, one of the greatest, and I grew up in Okinawa, Japan. So growing up in Okinawa, one of the greatest influence that I had was uh, my dad would always have these videotapes of uh, you know Kung Fu. And uh, one of the, my greatest, one of my favorite guys is Bruce Lee. And he had Jin Kune Do. You know, a lot of people say, hey, you know what we call like modern day UFC or mixed martial arts is kind of mm-hmm. like that derivative of a mishmash of different modalities. And that's what Monsters and Machines have become. It's just this one day we could be doing a modality of powerlifting or Olympic lifting. And then we could be right back into bodybuilding. So it's a little culmination of everything, a little bit of boxing. I mean, um, but uh, when we look at the name Monsters and Machines, you know how we might see a person who's really strong. You say, man, they're a monster, you know, and they're just relentless, super strong. Then you have the person who is um, very um, precision, very surgical, um, high endurance, um, and they're a machine. You know, you're like, man, he or she, that individual is a machine and just unstoppable. I always think when we think of machines, I always think about the guy in Terminator 2. Remember the the the, the yeah. Adam guy? He was like a freaking machine. He was just, you know, just like, hey, this guy's unstoppable. So that's where we got the man. You either you're a monster or a machine. You can be both, you know. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so we we the brand is born, right? We knew from yeah. an early stage this was going to be the name of the business. When was it that we that we officially got? this version of the business off the ground what was going on for you and, and what inspired you opening your own um man i used to work at a lot of the local gyms and i taught um group fitness course classes i'd start off actually teaching less mills body combat and uh teaching at a number of the gyms here um but i will say that the uh several of the big box gyms here allowed me to build my brand within their brand and um it, it opened the door for that. And then when I decided to, uh, to leave and open my own place, um, it just took off from there. Yeah. And so we are now look back on that time, just reminisce for a moment and think about being a business owner. What's been twofold here. What's been your favorite part about being a business owner. What's been the most challenging part about being a business owner. Um, Man, the favorite part has been uh, seeing the growth, um, seeing um, the very things that I believe in. Um, they work. Um, if you have an understanding and you have the knowledge and the understanding of um, just fitness in general, 
um, seeing it actually change people's lives and seeing how people feel better about themselves. It doesn't just change their um, professional life, but also their personal life. They have better relationships, better relationships with themselves. Um, the thing that I probably would say that I don't uh, like is um, uh, it's fickle, man. You know, it's, mm. it's a very fickle thing. And if you have to be strong in this. Um, there's a saying that would always, that I've always heard where someone would say, uh, hey, if you're going to be uh, stupid, you better be strong. Or if you're going to be dumb, you better be strong. <laughs> man, it kind of applies to the fitness industry. If this is not, a, you remember, this is not, you know that this is not a regulated industry, right? And there's billions and billions of dollars up for grabs, if you think about it, for everybody to make money. So technically, can you really blame it on competition? Can you blame it on haters? It, it's really you. So I had to look at it from the aspect, you know, man, um, the, the people are fickle. So no matter what you do, you have to always continue to recreate yourself. So sometimes, man, even in having stability, there is no stability. Yeah. So then it what can be a, it can be an ego check. Yeah, sure. absolutely. But what if you find stability in the unstable kind of like proprioception, right? Yeah. You're uh, uh, controlled in an uncontrolled environment. You know, so if we start applying what we're teaching, you know, but uh, yeah, if I had to pick that, it, it would be that. I mean, man, it changes one one week. Uh, you could have, you never know. You could have eighty people. Next thing you know, you could have forty because the newest the newest franchise just opened up. Right. What do you do? Yeah, and so it's a manage. It's a it's a it's a matter of tempering your expectations. As I Absolutely. understand it, if we just assume expect the unexpected yeah then we, then we can get comfortable right okay oh yeah in if i'm to walk through the doors of of monsters and machines what what should i expect break this kind of visual down for me what would somebody see if they if they are a day one potential prospect um day one uh depending on the day i mean we alter um our um we do full body workouts. So if it was a Monday, um, we'll probably go with the weights and I'll just basically um, show you around our little space. And then I'll say, hey, look, you know, um, pick some weights that, that you feel comfortable with. And because uh, pretty much everything is go at your pace. Um, I don't really do starter classes. So um, it's kind of like in this area, everybody knows that you get baptized by fire when you come to to our, our facility. Um, for some people, it's intimidating. Um, but then for those, you know, when they get past that phase, it's really um, um, up to them. I would also remind you um, to not compare yourself to what everyone else is doing. Because if you see that in most places, a lot of people will not come back, especially to those, you know, facilities that do group fitness or any type of um, fitness training, you know, um, a lot of people won't return because they're intimidated by the people they're around. Because the first thing you're going to compare yourself to is, well, I'm not lifting as much as her. I'm not lifting as much as him. So I don't even know why I should try. And so then it's embarrassing for them, you know? And so then it would be more so psychological, getting the psychological part, um, understanding, and also uh, the uh, said principle, um, reminding them that, hey, listen, listen up. Um, I would love to see you come back. There's a possibility that when you complete this session today, you're going to be sore, but that's a part of the alarm reaction, right? That's the first step to the set principle. So um, once they can get past that part, uh, we hope to see them come back. <laughs> yeah. Take me even from that moment 
take a step back. And so, uh, so many people listen to our podcast and these kinds of conversations to figure out what other people in the industry are doing just to generate some interest, to find some new people to come and join their business. Over the years that you've been doing this, Mickey, what's been successful from a marketing standpoint and what maybe not so fruitful that you've tried? Um, man, majority of my clients, uh, majority of my members have come, have, have come to Monsters and Machines or what we call MAM by word of mouth. Okay. Um, maybe about two, a little bit before the pandemic, um, man, I was spending at least, even for my, my size facility, I was spending at least four or five grand a year, six, maybe even, even upwards to, to eight to nine on um, advertising, Facebook, Instagram, online. Man, Joe, I wasn't get. I'll, I'll probably get like maybe three or four hits out of it. And then if you look at the, the insights, you'll see where a lot of people were commenting, hey, yeah, man, we need, this is what I need in my life and I need to go here and I need to come here. They never showed up. So watch this. I, I did this and, and I've been offering Zoom online at my facility for free for three years now. During the pandemic, I loaned out equipment, right? I loaned out equipment to some of my members. Some of them to this day still have my equipment. Some of them to this day still um, do Zoom online. I gave that link out about 300 times. I probably had maybe about 10 people get online. My, 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 my main um, goal for uh, my, my facility and what I do is that to make sure that fitness is, is accessible. So I offered Zoom online. We put the camera up so everybody can kind of jump in. And the, the point that I'm, I'm getting to is that I paid to advertise something that was free. You get where I'm going with this? I paid yep. for something on online. I, I followed the same thing. Hey, let me put this online. I'm going to go online to offer you a link for free. I'm going to pay for it. And even paying for it and giving it away for free, a lot of people still wouldn't take it. And you remember, they're, they're stuck at home and it's free. So when we look at it from that aspect, yeah, man, it, it, that advertising sometimes does not work the way that it's going to work. Word of mouth, um, it, it, it really, word of mouth, if you have the right people, um, word of mouth really works. Absolutely. I think everybody that's spent time in our industry can is never going to challenge you on the referral word of mouth side of things. Yeah. And those, those leads are people that pay us, they know other people that would be interesting or interested in being able to pay for this type of service. We'll take those leads again and again and again. I wanna pick your brain on the paid advertising thing for a moment and in somewhat devil's advocate position here. Do you think that it didn't work out because we gave it for free that people perceived that it, it wasn't a worthwhile thing because it was free or do you think there were just so many options for people to do at that time or something else. Why do you think it didn't work? I mean, again, I, I mean, like you're right. Cause there could be other variables, right? So one variable I'll always lean towards is uh, the one that, um, that usually what it is, is that people see the video. I posted a video with it and they might think that, Oh my God, this is too hard. He's going to kill me. Most people, when they see me, I'm about six, six, two ninety. 
So you already know when you see me, you're going to think, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> he's going to destroy me, you yeah. know, I'm jumping through the air and, you know, what I'm saying like we're doing all these, I mean, a little of everything. And so then they automatically have this perception. And so they think, you know, OK, but during that time. It's either do you pay uh, $100 a month? Because by that time, you can gouge everybody. Everybody's doing their bike rides and everybody's doing all their things from home, paying $100 a month, if it, whatever it is, because we're on shutdown versus paying this free program. And so I don't, you know, and we're, we're even talking about people local. The link right. is there. And, but again, I gave out the link 300 times, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, you know, no, there's, you can, there's something to be said for that size of data pool. So yeah, okay. man, do you yeah. think that there's an opportunity or a time or a place where it will make sense for you to advertise again in the future, albeit maybe for a different product or a different offer, but is that something that crosses your mind at all? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely for a different product or if I, um, if, or if I expanded locations. Okay. Yeah, to go now, that You've been doing this quite a while, and, and so I'm interested, even with the word of mouth lead or somebody that walks in off the street, or we just so happen to get a hit on one of these advertisements, walk me through how somebody actually signs up for this. What's the, the quote-unquote sales process for somebody to, to become a member or a client? Um, we don't do uh, uh, contracts per se. Um, if you do the unlimited or if you do uh, specific days, um, like you have a... Um, a um, kickboxing package or a strength con conditioning package. Um, you just do a minimum of three months, but after that, you cancel yourself. So, like, if if it were you right now, you could go on my website right now, ma'am.fit, and then completely sign up right then and there. You sign the waiver, you're done, okay. you're locked in. It's that simple. But after the three months, you have to let me know. Otherwise, it's going to be recurring. But other than okay. that, so it's it happens online. This is an entirely digital process for the most yep. part. Or if they walk in, they could just tell me and I could right there walk them through the process. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we do have yeah. some in-person session, or we at least have the availability to take it. In oh, yeah. Person as well. Absolutely. Okay. I was going to ask you kind of what your, your logic behind just the purely digital version of this is, but we have both so people can, can utilize what they do. And that makes sense. I think for somebody that's been in the industry for a decade plus, like you have digital signups are not it's it's a fairly new thing right yeah. most of the time when we think about signing up for a gym you're sitting down across from the table from a membership consultant they're going yep. through whatever pitch their used car salesy techniques they're whatever they have to do to get you to sign up what do you think has has been the biggest difference for you with that digital offering how how has it helped your business um, man, it, it's honestly saved a lot of time. Um, it saved a lot of time and energy. Um, sometimes I'd have people who, uh, um, if they, it's been easier for them because if they decide, okay, whenever they're ready, they can buy punch cards instead and continue to buy punch cards. It shows up in my system. Um, I process it. Boom. Um, if they, uh, decide they want to cancel, it just makes it that much easier. They could just send an email and just say, Hey, this is my last month and that's it. You know, it kind of it, it kind of relieves the stress for them. And then at the same time, when we look at paperwork and trying to sit down with someone, um, the only time where it gets a little more lengthy is obviously is with the uh, personal training. But as far as our group sessions and with the um, with the uh, with our members and things like that, um, it's pretty much easy for them. 
for the most part where they could just go right online and then they could just say, hey, look, just the three months. And but they just have to yeah. let you know. So it just makes it I think it streamlines it. Right. It makes it that much yeah. easier. And you got some people, they just, you know, like if it was my mom, man, she don't want to think about it. She wants to just be able to go in there, press a button. Send oh, yeah. Quick, yeah. Send a quick message. Hey, please. Uh, this will be my last month. That's it. I think about but I liken it to everything. Everything almost is is app based or digital in some capacity. Yeah. To to make a simple analogy, at least, I know going into Starbucks that I could walk up to the counter and tell the person what I want, but it's way easier for me to just plug it in on the app and then it's just ready when I yep. get there. Yeah. It makes me feel better. This process is streamlined. I know that it's that simple from the get go. It right. sounds like it's it's benefited your business. Now, beyond that, Mickey, somebody signs up. Hypothetically, we've got this new member. From your position, what do you focus on to retain these people? How are we able to capture this member for the long haul? Um, pretty much focus on their goals. Um, always talking to them about their goals. Always uh, making sure that they uh, stay in tune with their why. Um, what was the purpose for them joining the gym um, or joining MAM? Uh, the thing with MAM, you don't, our our facility, you don't, that's not just a regular like, hey, I'm just going to come in here and I'm going to just great. It's going to have, you're going to have fun. Yes, you're going to have fun, but there's going to be a level of accountability because then ultimately, you know how that works. The, the people, if they're not hitting those goals um, and um, getting the results that they want to see, um, then they're going to have an issue with that. And then later on, they're going to blame it on the program. So then we, I, I um, do damage control in the sense of thinking ahead. As a leader, you got to be able to think ahead. Okay, if, if we make this move, we have to be very strategic. If we make this move, then we all, all, all um, automatically know that you're going to get this outcome. So then knowing, like how you were saying earlier, to have a sample that's been so big, right? When we look at research, my sample is big enough for me to understand that if I go left and then take a right, I'm going to end up in the, they're going to end up in the destination that they do not want. I've seen so many people come from other facilities that are great facilities, right? And we're talking about franchises here and they'll come in and the first thing, the million dollar question, I always have a lot of ladies ask, they'll hold their arm up and be like, Mickey, how do I get rid of this? You know, <laughs> right, right up under the tricep. And, you know, probably, you know, and so then my thing is that to make sure I'm not that facility who is, you know, that detached from, you know, the members, from the clients to where I can actually give them an answer and also give them that encouragement to the point where they just end up leaving and saying, I'm not getting the results. Yep. You know, I think it's a it's a matter of integrity, too. Absolutely. What I what I gather from your side is that these people are leaving somewhere else to potentially come and work with us. They're coming for a reason. They're coming Absolutely. because they're looking for guidance because they're looking for trust and, and somebody to, to lean on a little bit. Of course, that comes in the form of fitness and in a probably hour, 45 minute workout, whatever it happens to be, but it's bigger than that. It's, it's, it's looking for, a uh, the, quote unquote, shoulder to cry on if need yeah. be, you know what I mean? Now, our, our conversation has been, how'd you get here? What do things look like now from a business perspective? Paint me a picture of the future with you. What is, in your mind, we've come out of a, 
a couple of weird years when it comes from operating a fitness business. But as you look forward, what are some what are some goals or where do you envision this heading? Um man, actually, I mean, our uh my facility, even though it says fitness, we're really personal enrichment first because you know how how we all know that um I've seen individuals for years where they've got the body that they want, but mentally they're still not there. So um, just facilitating that more and creating that uh, that type of environment and form of fitness where we're um, uh, doing our best to heal the mind, because then if the mind is good, then we know ultimately the body's going to be good. You know, the, um, the body can be good and and it's going to be easy for us to go back into these old patterns. And, you know, um, one of the things for myself was that I had to catch myself uh, back in maybe 2013 or so. I had finally realized that, man, I was this emotional eater, right? Stress had happened. And so that was something for me to learn about myself that whenever there was stress, you know, to be able to shut that down. And so then even going through business over the years, being able to recognize that about myself, but it also helped me to become better also in the weight room so that now um, I'm not uh, just going through, I'm just, you know, I look great, but internally I'm messed up, right? I got some things, not well, not messed up, but I have some things that I need to work on. I have some unfinished business. So the goal um, with us in the future is tying in that sports psychology, tying in that behavioral change um, from a scientific standpoint um, and tying and merging it with fitness, integrating the integration of that mind, body, and spirit, like a true integration of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a necessary service in our industry. I think there's always going to be a market for fitness plus something else, right? Fitness is a great vehicle to take you to whatever destination or like you said, that's not it. Right. There's more than that. There's a lot more than that. And and we need to make sure that we're addressing the whole picture, not just the image in the mirror, right? Absolutely. One final question for you, Mickey, and we'll start to wrap things up here. As you move forward as a business owner, what do you perceive could be some challenges or some hurdles in the near future? What do you think could be a potential problem to running a business like this? Um, again, um, being able to expand, um, with the cost of, um, commercial property, um, like even where I am now, I couldn't, uh, the, the rate for the businesses on the side of me are so good, right? So being able to expand even within that building, it's, uh, it's rather difficult. Um, but then to also be able to try to find another commercial space, that could handle all the music and the noise um, right now. It's very difficult to find that um, and to, uh, uh, to, to go with that. Uh, yeah. But then also, um, again, uh, sometimes finding uh, more people to um, come in and uh, train and, and work um, with what I'm doing. Uh, I think that was something that I had missed that you had uh, said earlier. One of the issues for, I think, for uh, my place is that I've tried to get people in the past, but they're sometimes intimidated by the members because they're used to a certain way of training and um, uh, getting someone, you know, more people. 
um, having to build an actual really good team so that you can flourish and expand. So um, that could be a challenge because then as I uh, move towards more counseling, right, mental health counseling outside of uh, uh, with my other career, um, finding that time, that balance, you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah. It's, it's an interesting question and I like to ask it because usually people think of, of something that really does affect their business for you that boils down to commercial real estate and staffing and a team and both of those things are a rabbit hole that could take us hours and hours and hours yeah. To, yeah. to dive down but it's such an imperative part of running a business like this to be able to a find something that overhead doesn't kill you on and b find people that care about your business and your mission just as much as you do and have the skills to be able to deliver. Absolutely. I don't have the answers for you, but it's a conversation that'll continue <laughs> in our industry for sure. Mickey, that's a great place for us to wrap up, but in the short bit of time we have here, why don't you tell our listeners where they could learn more about Monsters and Machines? Is there a website? Is there social media? How can people connect with you? Um, we're on uh, Facebook. Um, www.facebook.com rise of the man um then we uh also on uh instagram i love instagram man um tgoh phoenix that's team go hard um uh the original team go hard i've seen a lot of people put up team go hard but it's trademarked so yeah go hard <laughs> hey go harder go harder baby that phoenix yeah. that phoenix fly and uh also ma'am.fit m-a-m.fit Yep. Got it. All right. People of the Gym Lords podcast, connect with Mickey and the Monsters and Machines squad. Mickey, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate your willingness to, to share the behind the scenes tour of your business and what you're thinking about as the owner. I'm excited to see what the future holds. It sounds like there's still some some moving parts and some cards to be played. So right. all the time, but I wish you nothing but the best. Moving yes, sir, you too. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Jessica from Fit Body Bootcamp. What's going on, Jessica? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Okay, um, so my gym is a group fitness center. Um, we train for 30 minutes, have 30 minute sessions and it's all structured. We have coaches on the floor. 
um, two coaches to be exact, um, during those sessions, one is really hyping you up and the other is making sure your form is correct. So I got into the business. Um, I was a member actually of a fit body and absolutely loved the structure of it. The environment was super huge for me. Um, so it then ended up closing due to some, I think it was COVID, but not hundred percent sure. And um, so my husband and I decided that we would buy it. I was a stay-at-home mom for five years, so I wanted to do something. I've always wanted to help people. I went into school for nursing, and um, it kind of fell on my lap, and I wouldn't change a thing. I absolutely love what I do. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about your transition from being a stay-at-home mom <clears> for five <throat> years, and then also transitioning to like a full-time business owner entrepreneur. Yeah. So it was a, it was a little struggle at first. <laughs> um, being a stay at home mom, um, I, I still struggle a little bit with balance with work and then family. Um, so I'm working on that, but, uh, my kids and family are very supportive of me. My husband is a business owner, so that has definitely helped me. Um, if I have any business questions, he has been a huge help. Yeah. So is there anything, well, let me reframe, like what skills, if you could just list off two skills, would you name, would you say in particular that have been very helpful for you to grow and develop since your gym has been open? What skills do I have? Yeah. What skills did you grow and develop over the past Ooh. few years? <laughs> um, goodness. Um, what skills have I developed? Yeah. And in order to grow the gym. That may help a little bit. Um, relationships, um, building that up. Communication is huge. So having good communication with my coaches, leadership. Um, my husband is great at what he does and a great leader. Uh, so I wanted to be a great leader like he is with my team and my members. Um, I truly care about everybody there on a personal level. So um, I would say, you know, my leadership and communication. Yeah. So I think everybody has their own definition of what leadership looks like, but what does that mean to you? Um, I feel like someone who is able to listen, um, take positive or negative feedback um, and not feel like it's criticism. Um, mm -hmm. I absolutely love when someone gives me feedback, whether it is the positive or the negative. And I, I think listening to my members, if there's an issue or listening to my coaches that I have at the gym, I think that is huge. And it goes a long way that you actually do care about them, not just on that work level, but a personal level. Yeah. So you were the franchise route, right? That's correct. Thanks. My question is, before you decided to franchise with uh, Fit Body Bootcamp, was that like, you, did you know that off the rip that you were just going to go that route or were you kind of weighing your options when it comes to maybe starting up your own studio as well? No, I never thought I would start up my own studio. Um, the gym closed down. And so I thought, you know what, it's already pretty much done for me. Um, mm -hmm. So the franchise route was super helpful where 
I mean, they were helping me all the time, weekly calls with them, um, how to run, run sessions and, um, just being there for me. So no, I never yeah. thought I would open up my own gym. Yeah. Never thought I would even own a gym. Yeah. <laughs> look at you now. Yes. So for the business owner that may be debating, should I go franchise route or start from scratch? I guess like, what are some of the benefits from just having that support system? And like, what are some of the things that you've learned that, that that's helped you guys grow? Um, Go all in. I mean, but I, I mean, I like the franchise route because they, there's so many people there to help you and not saying like, if you went on your own, there's not any help because I'm sure there's plenty, but, um, there's a lot of processes that Fitbody had and it went smooth that way for me. And I'm, um, sometimes I'm not like the most organized person. So having that structure really helped me. That makes sense. Because, you know, if you don't know what you don't know, well, yeah. they can write you with the stuff that you <laughs> yes. should, that you needed to know starting. Yes. Out. Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the marketing side of things. Because did you start from zero clients? Um, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I did. Um, okay. There was clients that came back after the gym had closed. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was super helpful, but I didn't get everybody back because of the way the gym was closed. I gotcha. So from zero to where you guys are at now, what are some of the most important things you've done on the marketing side of things to contribute to the, the growth? Um, I think Facebook has helped a lot. Any social media. Um, I don't do a whole bunch on Instagram, but, um, I would say the Facebook and then word of mouth has been huge. That's probably the top. So um, Facebook and then word of mouth. So let's yes. spend a little bit of time, a little bit more time here with the Facebook. Are you speaking of like all organic or paid advertisement? What does that look like? Um, I do both. Okay. So um, I don't spend a whole bunch on Facebook ads just because mm -hmm. it's super, it's super pricey and it, it doesn't benefit me a whole bunch. Sorry, I'm going to turn on some different lights. <laughs> no um, but I do do the word of mouth. Um, I get on my Facebook um, and share, you know, success stories. I share, you know, what we do in the gym every day. Um, so those are just some of the marketing things I do. I do small giveaways mm -hmm. um, as far as like, I use businesses around me who give, like they'll give me some um, of their samples and I will give that away um, to get more leads in. Okay, okay. So with the, what you're doing on Facebook, how does that like translate into somebody who comes in and signs up for my membership? Do you have maybe a process in place for that? Somebody showing interest on one of the posts? Yep. They'll comment. And usually I don't let anything go for more than two seconds. I answer it right away. <laughs> Even if it's 11, 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. or 1 a.m., I have my phone on me constantly. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I don't want to leave anyone hanging. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I always comment on their Facebook posts. Um, we give them a two week free trial to start out. Um, and people love that. Okay. 
So two two week free trial, and then after that is when you maybe sit down with somebody and talk yep. to them about what it looks like to become a member. Yep. Yep. Okay. So are you doing the selling yourself, <clears throat> or do you have like a team in place that's doing that for you? I do that. Okay. So yeah. talk to us about that, um, like sales. Like, do you feel like that's an area that you guys are really good at, or an area where where you guys maybe <laughs> a little bit better? So I struggled with it at first, and then I do have an advertising company that helps me um, with my follow-up leads and stuff and how to respond to people. Um, and I never in a million years thought like I could get someone to sign, um, but they've helped me grow in that a lot, and I'm thankful for that team. Um, so I've gotten better. I, I don't love it still, but I... I get the job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, when it comes to like the follow-up, are you talking about like how you nurture people while they're in, within that two-week trial? Um, all of it. Like, you know, there's a process. Once they come in, you want to talk to them right away because they're excited. Like they just finished a workout, like talk to them right away mm -hmm. or just getting them in that door. Like I, I didn't have that. I had a week free trial and they're like, offer them two weeks. Cause you don't know in a, a week, you, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So they, they helped me with wording and um, that type of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So have you noticed any particular trends? Could, did you used to do a one week trial and then you changed it to two weeks? Yes. Okay. So is there any period within like that two week trial that people are more likely to become, to sign up for a membership or do you wait until they get to the end of it um yeah there's times where I will wait because they're like oh you know I, I want to wait and see how I do like I don't want to commit to something um in the first week because mm -hmm. it might take me a little bit longer to be consistent with actually coming in we recommend that they come in at least three times a week so um I you know I'm like hey how do you like that workout how are you feeling um and then you know, I message them that night, like, hey, just making sure you're doing okay. When are we going to see you again? And then um, drink extra water and make sure that you stretch a little bit more. So I think um, they, they love that. Yeah, that I'm communicating with them after their workout. And then, you know, I check in on them quite frequently throughout the, the two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. So we trial <laughs> and then somebody signs up for like that full-time membership. Yep. So what, what does the like experience look like um, when somebody becomes a full-time member of Fit Body Bootcamp? So when they become a member, um, they get nutritional guidance. Um, they can sit down and do a one-on-one -on -one fitness assessment with any of our coaches. Uh, we do an in-body scan. Um, that in-body scan is huge. Um, it tells us their, their weight, their skeletal mass, muscle mass, and then their fat and then the water throughout their body. So everyone loves to have that done. Mm -hmm. um, so, so then they have that done. Um, we get them a meal plan um, if they're looking for nutritional help. Um, but most of the time, a lot of people just like these structured workouts. Mm -hmm. um, and we always, you know, we message them, you know, even if they've been a member for a year, how are you doing? What can we help you with? What are your goals this this week or whatnot? So, yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your day-to-day. -day. And I can tell that you're really, really like 
involved in the trenches with your business? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I get up at 3.50 in the morning <laughs> and then I'm at the gym about 4.30. Um, if I'm not training, then I will um, be doing like the paperwork, following up on leads or messaging any of our leads in our system. Um, but if I am coaching, you know, I'll be on the mic coach one, one session, or sometimes I'll be on the mic the, every, the five sessions we have in the morning. Um, and then after that, uh, I have meetings with, on Tuesdays for, with my coaches and with my advertisement company. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, just posting on Facebook on our members only page. Um, how can I help you? What, what can we do? this week that will push you to come in, um, be, be really involved with our members. So, yeah. So next question for you is, I guess, what are the most important things that you feel like that you do as a business owner over the course of the day that continue to grow your gym? Um, answering all leads and messaging, like continuously mess messaging, leads that come in even if it was months ago and they still haven't responded I think that's been huge um yeah. you know there's people that'll text and be like oh not right now mm -hmm. or I text them again in two weeks I'm like you know what thank you for keeping me in mind um yeah. so that's been huge um the follow-up lead with my leads is is what grows my business yeah so I always like to say the fortune is in the follow-up yes yeah. So is there a yeah. certain system that you have in place that's helping you know, like, you need to reach out to this person in two weeks or you reached out to this person yesterday? Yes. So I will post on in our software system, you know, if I talk to this girl and they're like, oh, give me a couple of weeks, I add a task in my um, software that, hey, follow up texts with this, this lady mm -hmm. or gentleman. And then I also put it in my phone on my calendar. Okay. Um, so that I follow up with them and don't forget about them. Very nice. No person left behind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit about some of the goals that you're working towards. Um, first year of the month, January, where do you see yourself in December? Like, where do you want to be? And then even in, you know, 2024 and the following years after that, like, what's the vision that you have for Fit Body Bootcamp? So my goal for you know, this next couple months, I want to get to 200 members. I'm at 190. I'm super close. Yeah. Um, my end goal would probably be 250, 300. Okay. Um, and then later on, I don't even know, maybe this might be a couple years from now, but uh, having a bigger space. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember by, how big is the space that you guys are in now? 2,700 square foot. Okay. So what are so, we thinking, like, you want to double, triple? I would say probably, I want to say triple, but that's going real big. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably say double. Okay, that is really awesome to hear. Yeah. And what about, have you thought about potentially opening multiple locations, or would you just want, like, yes. one bigger space? Yeah, I have thought about that, um, but... I want to wait until I hit my goals first here before opening up any other gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I've thought about opening a second location, but that's not going to be in the cards for a while. 
So it's almost time for us to wrap up, Jessica. But okay. before we sign out, one more question for you. Um, okay. If you could <clears throat> think back to when you started your gym a few years ago, give our listeners a piece of advice, knowing everything that you know now that you wish you had first starting out. If I had to start again, um, ask for help. Like, don't think you can do it on your own. Um, there's resources out there. Uh, use them. And don't be afraid to jump in. Um, it was scary. Uh, I'm, I was terrified, but I am really glad that I did. I enjoy what I do. I love helping people. So go all in. Yeah. So I know I said that was the last question, but I have, sometimes I have like follow-up questions that pop up in my head. <laughs> You're okay. Um, if you didn't ask for help, do you think you would be where you're at today? No. Okay. And I'm the type of person who I don't like asking for help. So that's a struggle of mine, mm-hmm. but um, I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I know I, I knew I needed other resources to help me and Fit Body, the headquarters has been phenomenal. Um, and just leaning on my husband and what he knows in business. So ask yeah. those questions. There's no stupid question. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for saying that. Yes, absolutely. Well, Jessica, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. Okay. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find me in Plainwell, Michigan. Um, we have a Facebook site, Plainwell Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, we also have a Instagram, Plainwell Fit Body Bootcamp as well. Um, and that's where you can find us. <laughs> All right, Jessica. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And we're really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So thank to you. everybody. You're welcome. To everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Gin Lords Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chop, and today with me is Mr. Blend himself, Zach, with the Blend Nutrition Gym out of San Antonio, Texas. Zach, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be a part of this. This is pretty exciting, so just happy awesome. to be here, man. Yeah, that's great. We're glad to have you. Glad to uh, be able to exchange stories slash hear your story um, and everything that you've done. 
So what I want to first do is just kind of open it up to the listeners out there and just kind of explain us to us a little bit about you and what you've done and how you got into this blend nutrition. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was a uh, it was a little bit of a uh, roller coaster, so to speak. But um, I had the chance to kind of do a uh, gym inside of a smoothie bar, and somebody owned the smoothie bar, and I had the big room in the back. So I started doing it um, like that. Then uh, after you know a few years of doing this, I kind of was uh, expanding a little bit faster than the uh, I guess owner of the smoothie bar was, and he thought it was time to go. And I said, well, I can take over both sides, so you know I can make enough for, you know, the smoothie bar and the gym to be, you know, a total success all in one space. And he bounced and, you know, here I am. Nice. Kicked him right out. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's that's the positive thing. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, you know, 100%. Um, so talk to us a little bit about, like, how, how did you get started? You know, like, what was the idea where it's like, there's a space, I want to do something, you know, like what was your passion before your experiences before that kind of led up to the opening of the business? So I want to say, you know, in high school, everybody does, uh, or not everybody, but a lot of people do uh, sports in high school. I always was fascinated with it. Um, exercise science. Um, we had, you know, obviously uh, a health class the same way everybody has health class. So I kind of just dove into that a little bit more than everybody else probably did really liked it whenever I was going to college. Um, I thought that I would probably do something with mechanical engineering, but the passion for, I did an internship, didn't like it. The passion for kind of fitness, health, and nutrition kind of kept on pulling at me. So that's when I tried to do something like kinesiology. And in the midst of that, you know, I got another job. Um, so I didn't really kind of full fork, uh, full focus finish, you know, with kinesiology, but still had that passion there. And Got into obstacle course racing, actually. So I do a bunch of Tough Mudders, Spartan races. I love all that stuff. And uh, just kept on doing fitness the entire time throughout my uh, early 20s by working out, running, and doing all these different uh, races on the side. And uh, wanted to join Camp Gladiator to be a coach for Camp Gladiator. That's, I don't know exactly how far spread Camp Gladiator is. But um, after I did that for a little while, I realized maybe I was ready to start something else. And I just happened to come across this nutrition bar, just trying to get a shaker smoothie. And then I said, what do you got going on back there? And it looked like someone went to Academy or Walmart, put some equipment in the back. It, it just looked like someone's garage gym, but a, a bad version of a garage gym. So not, not the nicer versions of the garage gym. Like we have nowadays after the, you know, pandemic and stuff like that. They got some really nice gyms now in the garage, yeah. but um, took it over, you know, redid the floor, redid the ceilings, put all my kind of equipment in there with that mindset of obstacle course racing, strength, um, training with endurance training at the same time. And then, uh, figured out a way to kind of run the whole entire place, not just the part of the gym and the nutrition bar, um, but kind of getting everything going. So, and that's kind of my kind of like steps into it <laughs> really a little bit of, I guess, uh, a snake path kind of trying to get there but that's what oh I'm yeah saying. it's like um what do they say it's like the path to success isn't a straight road it's like like a ladder up and down snake oh, path yeah. you know barrels stuff like that so sure. uh that's cool that kind of led you to um you know where you are now yeah and i couldn't be more happier man i i would say there's a lot of things that i've uh tried whether it's been uh <laughs> 
trying to, let's say, flip cars, like buying a used car, clean it up, you know, change out the uh, head gasket, doing a few things like that, and then flipping a car. I made very little money doing that. Um, and ideally, I, I tried to sell and breed reptiles for a little while. The passion wasn't there. I do love reptiles. I do love cars. But I mean, fitness by far, just getting in the gym and lifting. I just, it never gets old, man. It never gets old. A good run never gets old. Lifting never gets old. Hitting a PR, man. It's the best feeling in the world. So it's awesome. Especially you got all your buddies or, you know, people around you and they're screaming and slapping you on the back. You know, if that's your thing. Uh, (laughs) I don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, But yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, it's very like euphoric. It's, you know, you just, you feel so good. Like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's like, you don't go to the gym for like three days and you're like, I'm this lazy lard. Like, like you feel so depleted, but then it's like, it's only been three days. Like you still look the same. No, and I don't feel the same. Right. And then you go to the gym and you're like, all right, I'm going to boast this lift and we're going to go, you know, ham or heavy or, you know, whatever. So. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And um, I forgot to say, seeing other people like lift, seeing other people make progress, seeing them just get excited about like something that they uh, did, you know, it, it brings me back, even though I didn't get the lift or I didn't get the PR or, you know, it wasn't me. I helped that person, you know, that, that guy, that girl get there and they are just, you know, I guess on high right now thinking that they could never do this and they did it. And, you know, giving everybody else high fives, give me a hug, stuff like that. That's, that's so, um, I, I guess that's kind of what drives me back to this every single time, not only what I experience and what I feel from, you know, fitness, but what I can give and what I can share with others. And so many times, time and time again, you know, whether I'm having a bad day or an okay day, but then someone happens to just get a good workout and it is, it's, I guess it's a con- contagious, you know? And so I just go, well, okay, now I'll do a good workout because he had a good workout. So. Yeah, exactly. It's you, somebody comes in and, you know, maybe you're just like, my employee called off. It's just me, you know, whatever. And it's just like, somebody comes in like, man, like, thank you so much. Like, this is a great workout. Like I feel so much better. And you're like, all right, it's worth it. (laughs) You're like, all right, I got to follow suit. I got to go. I got to go get a quick workout in. Right. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I didn't feel like uh, doing a workout towards the end of the day. It's nine or 10 o'clock and I got to be back here at, you know, five 30 in the morning to do a class. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do, I'll do, you know, five, five exercises, three sets of 15 or something like that. And that's, I, I give myself that I do it real quick and then I'm out of there, but I would have never done it if, you know, someone else wouldn't have walked in the door. I was thinking about, you know, just seeing the clock run down and, you know, closing up shop. And then somebody else walked in, I go and join them, you know, every single time it happens. That's right. <laughs> I, I debate that daily on, uh, <laughs> I don't work and I'm like, all right, it's going to take 25 minutes now instead of 20. It's going to take 15 minutes now instead of five. All right. And then you, you, just, you just like, you find ways, like your body just, it's weird. Like your body finds ways to talk yourself out of going to the gym. And that's where you got to like, you know, smack yourself and be like, listen, right. you got to go to the gym. You got to work out. You can't, can't be lazy. You can't do this, this, and this, but. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm here all day, but that's even the worst part. <laughs> so I have no excuses. So yeah, that's true. You just got to walk, you know, 10 feet to a dumbbell rack and stay going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the struggles, but the joys at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, Zach. Well, let's kind of talk a little bit more about the business. Okay. Uh, pardon me. So, you know, kind of walk us through like, you know, 
how many members do you currently have? How big is your square footage? You know, walk us through like those simple things. Sure. So I have about like 35 members right now. And the square footage is about 2,300 square feet. I want to say like 1,700 of that is going to be gym space. So the other part being kind of my the smoothie nutrition, you know, bar aspect of it. But definitely a, a small square uh, footprint right there. So not a whole heck of a lot to work with. So we don't have a lot of machines. But, you know, I guess the free weights is kind of where I'm at right now. But every single person that I can bring in here, teach something to, when they go off to another gym, whether it's goals or plan of fitness, and they have all the machines, and they go to a personal trainer over there, they're like, I know more than this personal trainer. Well, I'm like, that's because you have 100 machines, and they just tell you to get on a machine. I have to be creative with you here. And so now, you know, different things to do with dumbbells and a barbell. So there you go. It's very simple tools, but you can do so many different variations, so many different things, you know, that's, you got unilateral, you got bilateral, you got, you know, it just, different hinge movements you know different planes you know the list goes on and on but you uh create the the value inside of that person by showing them you know hey like i see you over there like let me show you a couple things or you know whatever um love to hear it so with that being said you know about 17 we'll just you know we'll minus the the smoothie portion out of it because everybody (laughs) likes a good smoothie um so 1700 gym space about 35 members or so kind of walk me through like your elevator pitch when somebody comes to the blend nutrition gym, what are they going to expect? Like, how would you sit somebody down and assess them to potentially say, Hey, this is why you're a good fit for a gym. Or how would you, you know, um, get them to be a member at your facility? Right. So the majority of people that walk in are here for a smoothie or shake. So that's the gimmick. So that's how I bring them in. They see the, the symbol of, you know, a shake on my door. They realize it says gym underneath, but typically they're in here for the shake, right? They walk in the door for that. And that's where it becomes, you know, a little bit easier to pitch. And that's where I have a two kind of a two category person, I guess you can say open gym being a third category, but the elevator pitch really being, I have three fit camps, you know, Monday through Thursday, a free fit camp, you know, on the weekend. And for those people that are let's say would consider themselves maybe weekend warriors. Now I can get them at the gym, right? Because they don't have to do anything and it's 25 bucks a month. It's cheap for a fit camp, you know, membership. So you could three fit camps, you know, a day, right? That you can choose from and you could go to all three if you really wanted to. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it personally, but sure yeah. you could, but it's 25 bucks. So it's close and comfortable to all the other um, I guess the, the, like the planet fitness membership, you know, mentality where it's really cheap or crunch fitness is another one we have around here where it's super cheap, but I'm offering fit camps versus just an open gym. And then the other one would be my strength and conditioning class. Obviously that I would probably only pitch to certain people, certain people that are looking just into fitness or just into getting their um, level from like maybe a beginner to maybe, you know, an intermediate. So, or a lot of younger people don't kind of know what they want to do, but they won't want to do the fit camp because I do have 30, 40, and 50-year-olds in the fit camp. So the 20-year-olds like, I don't really want to do that with all the old people. So I'm like, well, then join this other class. We can lift a little bit heavier, you know, do a little bit of endurance training, do a little bit of strength training, and have some fun. So I just assess the person whenever they walk in. It's pretty easy to see which category they're in. Pitch them, you know, either the $25, you know, fit camp membership or the $45, you know, other uh, membership, and then after that, I want to say like 50% of the time, um, if within the first, maybe, I don't know, 
10 seconds, I can tell if they're going to sign up or not. Just because, you know, they, they get excited. You know, I show them everything and I can see their eyes light up whenever they see the gym. They see what I got going on back there when it's a 20 year old. When it's a fit camp member, it's a little hard to assess because I don't have fit camps running for 24 seven. If they were to see it, then they'd be like, okay, there's something I could do. But that's where maybe um, showing them a video, which I haven't compiled yet, would be maybe a little bit easier. Hey, this is my fit camp. This is what I do. Usually I'm pulling up Instagram or TikTok trying to sell them on a fit camp. It's a little bit harder to, to do, especially because they're the weekend warriors anyways. But the 20-year-olds that come in here that were looking for the shake that you know already have a gym, and they're like, well, this is a little bit different than what I do. I'm like, well, I can help you out. We can help you get to the next level if you're actually wanting to come up with a plan. And half the time, man, like it's it's a pretty easy convert. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, kind of, you know, get them comfortable with that smoothie. And, you know, it's like, you know, you you build the excitement, you build the emotion with them. And they're yeah. just like, oh, man, like, you know, I have this, this, and this. We can do this. You got fit camps. And it's like you start getting them rolling on the emotion. And it's like, okay, what you going to do? Right. And since it's not a larger gym, um, they feel a little bit easier about coming in here. I, I call it a neighborhood gym is what I call it. Like a, like a neighborhood gym, meaning like the, your local gym, not, you know, obviously anywhere in comparison to the big box gym, I call it a neighborhood gym, but still we can really give that level of fitness um, to, I guess, grow at a neighborhood. You can do it at any gym, but if I call it that the, the fit camp, I guess, potential people, they like that word. Oh, yes, my local neighborhood gym. I could just come over here, um, you know, do a fit camp. You know, whenever uh, I can't make it to the fit camp, I can get on the treadmill or the elliptical or whatever else for 20, 30 minutes. I got a bunch of people that just do that. I was surprised. I was such a proponent of, you know, ah, treadmills or, you know, this run outside. You know, I was always like that. Just mainly because I, I love endurance sports and I love running outside. It just doesn't, there's nothing to replace it. But at the same time, <laughs> I got like, I got like four or five members that just will do the elliptical and the triple. That's it. That's all that's they good. do. I mean, I've seen them lift a dumbbell or two up. And then I'm like, I try to go over there and Hey man, is there anything I can help you with or something like that? But every single time they just, they just want that. They like the community whenever, you know, it's the, either in the morning or the evening, there's a few people for the fit camp, you know, they can watch them. They're working out or whatever. Then, you know, a little after the fit camp, they're gone. So. But, yeah. It's like, uh, the the cardio bunnies or the you know whatever sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely hey so, not, nothing wrong with that you know it's it's no, there man. for reason and you know you're able to provide that for them so right yeah good to hear good to hear so kind of circling back to you know your member base and you know you've been open for a little bit now and everything you know kind of talk to me about you know, where do you want to see your member base grow? Like is 35 something that's like, Oh yeah, like we're good. Or it's like, you want to like significantly increase your member base. Kind of talk to me about that. So um, the main reason I wanted to start the gym is because of my big goal. And this is, it's kind of crazy. Cause I say this to very few people, but I'm saying this to you like right now, let's go. I love, I'd love to have um, a, an equipment brand. So where I'm actually, so I can weld, I do a few things like that. I've done a few different prototypes, really going big scale. One of the big companies that I love when uh, during the pandemic and I was getting a lot of stuff from them was uh, Rep Fitness. It's out of Denver, Colorado. We have a few in Texas. Bolt Fitness is in Houston. Fringe Sports is in Austin. Uh, I forget. There's another one in Dallas. And I forget the name of it. Um, Get Rx, I think, maybe out of Dallas. But I don't have one in San Antonio. So I'm like, if I could be the first in San Antonio, maybe a few of these local... Now, I know San Antonio is known for uh, 
tacos enchiladas and maybe tamales but but i'm trying to make it something else you know but we love what we love down here so but um maybe starting that um sooner than later that's really been my overarching goal is that obviously not stopping at 35 members of course i'd want you know 100 members i'm working on a, a 24 uh, 7 access door that'll bring in a lot more members i got a bunch of people that always say man you close it you know 9 30 you know i can't i can't make it there i get off of work at 10 but if you were open 24 7 so i heard a bunch of people i got all the equipment now i just need to set it up and then once that happens hopefully that'll increase from 35 to 70 you know within a month and then after that you know hopefully i do get to 100. i think that um with the space provided 100 probably would be where i stop unless i realize that a lot of the members aren't coming as much or they come at different times in which case maybe i could expand uh from there also i got a a next door neighbor uh because i'm in a strip center right that just left about three months ago so i mean if i wanted to expand real quick i might you know take that almost four thousand square feet on the side if that if it happens that fast so right hey so, there you go so open to you know all the good things that can come yeah absolutely awesome man um so you said you have the 24 7 access right there you have the equipment you just have to put it together right yeah, yeah. it's not it's not a so it's not available yet i mean I'm i'm saying to be you know to be built soon i got everything kind of built out on my door right now it's all about the configuring you know getting to yeah. see how it works so it's a magnetic lock that's at the top of the door and you need a, a key fob i got the equipment now it's about configuring everything all together to make sure it works and you know is that based on the member paying you know on time so and how can i link it to that so i can be kind of totally you know off uh off hands with it so if the member doesn't pay and let's say the membership is supposed to be due on the first. He tries to scan it on the door at the first on, I don't know, at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. It won't let him in the door. Right. Versus having a rudimentary program that I would have to take him out of the system. Obviously, at whatever time the, I guess, gym membership comes out of their account, if it doesn't hit, right, then it'll disable their access. So kind of fine-tuning that program is what I'm doing right now before I kind of open it up yeah absolutely yeah and you know i think i think going from you know 35 to 70 to 100 is is a realistic goal because you know with um you know 1700 of gym you know you you roughly could you know realistically have between you know depending on the layout obviously you know your own layout sure. but you know between maybe 100 and you know maybe 150 right. members so that would be like top max yeah. okay like let's bust down the wall let's go get that extra square footage and right you know then now it's like okay now you have all these members you know maybe now you can uh, dive into that uh you know barbell line or you know fitness brand yeah oh yeah absolutely cool man awesome well uh talk to me you know through what what you know kind of things are you doing right now to get leads into the door you know like is it mainly the smoothie place do you run ads so I want to say a few years ago when it was just the uh, just the gym part of it that I was doing, I spent probably a good amount, you know, a few probably thousand dollars on Instagram and Facebook, you know, just doing uh, doing ads uh, that way. That definitely got me, um, I guess, noticed likes, you know, and comments, but it was definitely hard for me to convert everybody over. So that I kind of gave up on. I haven't done that in probably over two years now. So what I'm doing right now is now since I took over the nutrition bar, 
really kind of guerrilla marketing, right? Going out to all the apartments, handing out a flyer or handing out uh, my card and just slipping it on the door. Sounds like a lot of work and it is, <laughs> you know, but throwing it there. And then that's whenever they come in, hey, I got this flyer on my door. You know, it's a smoothie bar, right? And that's how I can get everybody in. I get them in through that, whether they saw the, the flyer or the uh, business card that I put on their uh, door and they come in for the gym or the smoothie bar, it doesn't really matter to me as long as they're, you know, coming in, making it known that I'm here. That's actually been probably the most successful thing. So by far, <laughs> I mean, I know it's silly, but, you know, unfortunately, just because of the location I'm in, it just seems like that, that makes the most sense for this area around me because all the, I mean, unless I was spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on marketing, but at this point, I mean, if I had that money, I would have spent that money, you know? Right. Yeah. Guerrilla marketing, man. That's, that's been my, my best approach. And I got tons of business cards and tons of flyers. So sometimes when <laughs> a few of my friends can get up early in the morning at 3am, cause that's kind of when you want to throw that on the door. If you're doing it at, you know, 8am and they're about to leave, they're not happy. <laughs> what do you put on my door? So, <laughs> but you do it early in the morning, you know, if they um, see it, at least they notice it. And, you know, maybe they realize that there's something there that they pass every day, you know, just like the apartment complex that's right next door to me, man. I should have 50 of these, you know, people come into this. It doesn't even have a, a gym in that apartment complex. I, I'm slacking. So, and I know that. So I need to go there probably once, you know, every other month until I can grab at least, you know, 30, 40 members from that apartment complex. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's no gym, that's easy targeting right there. It's like, yeah, hey, look, absolutely. You know, you know, like I'm right down yeah. the road. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, with the grill marketing, obviously that's old school. You know, I mean, even business today, sure. still, obviously, you know, it's it's one of those unbroken things where, you know, like you're going to get something out of it. Yeah, you got to spend a little bit of uh, money for marketing and stuff like that to get the materials and whatnot. But it's like, you know, that's physical things that are going to be in people's hands that they can see. And, you know, maybe they come back to it in a month or six months or whatever the case is, but at least they have it. No, absolutely. And I want to say the, when I did do the, let's say the paid marketing on Instagram and Facebook, and I tried to kind of like hone my target and even smaller, the people that came, came from 15 miles away to the gym. And I was like, what? not that I don't mind that people are coming from that far and they're still members. Now there's somebody that's probably, at least 50 miles or more away from my gym, probably past, I don't know, 30, 40 gyms just to get to me, you know, but he's been here for two years now. And I mean, that's obviously because of the environment, he likes me, you know, and um, he likes what I'm, I'm bringing to the table. He likes the workouts, you know, it's just something that, you know, he enjoys. And that's the good thing about kind of marketing online is that um, I just know that there's just so much untapped present, uh, like potential just right around me. And I'm just kind of being a little bit uh, slow to, to really get after them. So. Yeah, no, why, uh, you know, let's, let's dive in there a little more. Why would you say, you know, what's, you know, why are you being so slow with it? Um, I would say, <laughs> I mean, to be, to be really honest is because I have a full-time job as well as doing this. So okay. that's, that's why. So, and I've been doing that the whole entire time. So doing, doing the full-time job and then also running at this point, I mean, before it was just the, the gym, which cause I had a lot more time uh, because I would just do fit camps in the morning, be done at about, you know, eight 30, then I did a nine to five, come back here at five 30 and then do a, like a five 30 to nine 30. So, yeah. so and then in the mornings would be like a five 30 AM 
to, you know, 8.30 a.m. So that was okay for the gym when I was just renting out that back room because I was only having to pay X amount of bucks. Yeah. Now I have the whole entire facility. So you got the, you know, the insurances. And also I have a different thing. I have a food license permit and an inspection that I have to go through for the health department. So there's a few other things that I have to kind of juggle around that maybe a lot of gym owners wouldn't regularly have to do. So kind of bobbing and weaving with that um, has definitely just let me, I guess, become a little bit more exhausted than normal. <laughs> no, I mean, full-time job and, you know, this is a full-time job too. So it's yeah, like, you know, absolutely. you took on the risk and you want to make it successful and fruitful. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. So what, you know, would you say that, you know, you increase your member base, you know, is there, would there come a point in time where it's like, okay, Jim's taking off a little bit more, you know, smoothies going well, you know, I'm getting closer to my ultimate goal of, you know, designing my own fitness brand, you know, where, you know, what would that look like for you to step back either, you know, from your current job to be able to kind of make those moves, you know, is obviously like the, the, the member base has got to be one of them, right? You got to be able to have X amount of members to be able to even, you know, fathom that. So kind of, you know, what's it going to take to, to be able to kind of step back a little bit? So I wouldn't say, cause uh, you know, obviously there's different prices and membership. So if I say, let's say 70, 70 is just a number I'd like to just to hit, whether they have, you know, um, the more advanced like membership or the basic like fit camp membership, obviously these are right. prices, you know, I'm putting forth a little bit more effort whenever I'm doing like the advanced, you know, level of training. But um, so I wouldn't say a number of members, you know, would be, okay, I'll quit my, you know, full-time job. I would say it'd be, you know, obviously the amount of money. That's, that's what we're all looking for. Yeah. It'd probably, it'd probably have to be where I'm profiting, you know, somewhere close to 4,000 to 5,000. I mean, if I can get to that cusp where I'm profiting, you know, 4,000, I mean, I'm ready to walk out the door and I'm almost at that point full force into it just to give it that extra oomph that I need to. But right now at this point, I'm not exactly there. So, yeah. and what's really driving me to keep this open, obviously, is just my love, <laughs> my love for the game, love for fitness, you know, it just, that's it's right. So funny, you know, you and I, yeah. And that's what a lot of people have said. They're like, Hey man, if you just really enjoy it, you know, <laughs> it's a very, very expensive gym membership that you have. You have, you have a $3,000 gym membership is what some people say, you know, and I laugh and I was like, yeah, I guess it's a $3,000 gym membership. Sure. Oh, but, <laughs> right. That's not exactly what I wanted, but no, I, I really, I really think that I will get there eventually. And um, the, the hard part is, and this is the same with my wife. We both love our full-time jobs and by love, yeah. it is so rewarding because I'm the hero that comes in like every day to fix something I do. Uh, I'm the head of uh, maintenance. So for a major restaurant brand. So, and yeah, and I, me and the owner have a super good relationship. He's actually what's helped me with the chamber of commerce meetings and with a few of the other things to network around, you know, San Antonio. So it's hard because I have almost a mentor, you know, right there. So of course he knows I'm going to leave. He wants me to leave, you know, but at the same time, of course he doesn't want me to leave because he's, I'm the best employee that he has, but and I love it. You know, I, I can't, I can't say that I don't love it. You know, it is definitely exciting, but yes, of course, if there, if there comes a point where I would leave and this requires more attention, and if you just feed that fire just a little bit more, you could really blow up. I'd say it'd have to be that, that $4,000 profit, you know, point where I'd say, okay, you know what, there's, there's nothing else that I should be doing. I should be yeah. really 
going full force and giving my 110% effort into, into the gym, into the smoothie bar and really pushing forward. And that'd be it. He'd know in a heartbeat because he'd probably drive. He comes here every so often to, you know, say hello. So he'd know real quick. Oh man, he's got like 10 cars in the parking lot. All right. Okay. He's probably turning, putting in his two weeks here in a few months, few days. Right. He drives by one day. Hey, uh, when's the day coming? <laughs> right. Give me a heads up. I already know. And yeah, we have a good relationship. So that's good. Good. Awesome. And you know, it's, it's obviously important, you know, you, you want to make sure that the profit is there, you know, cause you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. Right. Um, and, but then it's like, it's saying that I'm just like, oh, this is so much of my passion. You know, this is what I want to do. I'm my own boss. I make my own hours at some point, you know, bring on an employee at some point in time, you know, there's, um, you know, so much, so much reward that can come with it, obviously, you know, aside from the risk too, but that's, you know, anybody that jumps into entrepreneurship and you can speak to this more is like, there's always gonna be a risk. And, you know, if you're willing to take that risk and, you know, you kind of, you can't let fear, you know, uh, guide where you want to go to a certain point. Absolutely. I couldn't tell you, man, the, the first time that I w- went from just running the gym part of it, which again was a out of, you know, the back of the smoothie bar, you know, which was right around a, a thousand bucks a month, you know, still pricey but nothing compared to running your full facility yeah thousand know, dollars is just for the facility then you have you know obviously all your other expenses you know so going from you know right around a thousand bucks to then taking on a few thousand bucks you know a month you know of a of a full-fledged facility that's you know in my name and the person that falls back on is me was definitely nerve-wracking i couldn't tell you how many months like i just couldn't sleep you know, I don't know what to say. Like, I just felt like sleeping at the gym and be like, we got to move into the gym, sell a house. <laughs> like, but because I really wanted to make it work. Um, but now I can finally honestly see, you know, the increases. I mean, I'm as far as the nutrition part of it goes, I've seen a 20% increase from every single month. So I've made 20% more. So I know I'm doing something right on this side now that I know that. And it's kind of, I guess, uh, instinctive at this point of what I'm doing. Now I'm going to focus a little bit more on the gym side, this kind of two headed monster that I have right here. It is what it is, but you know, I, I, I can't let, you know, the gym part of it, the real passion, you know, kind of just simmer away. So that's right. Well, it's good. It's kind of, you've tackled, you know, one of the two headed monsters and it's like, okay, they're, they're over there feeding, doing their own thing. Right now let's, let's get this one straight. Right. Um, so talk to me about, you know, you mentioned paid advertising stuff like that, you know, what you know when you were doing the marketing and stuff like that you know you mentioned you're getting people 15 miles away and stuff you know where where do you think you know the marketing you know went wrong or you know kind of walk through you know where at what point was it where you're like this just isn't for me yet you know maybe i'll try again later but you know right now i'm just gonna stick to this kind of like what was that point where it's like all right we're gonna try something different so i think there's two things um one thing was always and then it was always in the back of my mind is because I had only done Camp Gladiator for a very short while and then nothing before that. Of course, I went to college on a cross-country and track you know, scholarship, so I know in myself I'm an athlete, you know, but can I now teach that to somebody else? Okay, I did Camp Gladiator for a little while, you know, and that it, to me was very easy because um, it's just a fit campus. It's less in-depth than a personal trainer, but it's still hard because you're having to grab, you know, the whole entire group together and get them excited. But um, it's the, I don't think I'm worth it or my value's not there. And that's why I can't charge this. And that's what I was feeling a lot on the inside. So whenever I put that price point on the ads that I ran, 
I kind of felt guilty. So whenever someone messaged me or called me, I was kind of trying to downplay myself. So that was an internal thing that I was dealing with, like, I guess, maybe mentally. And that was probably my, uh, my biggest thing because I wasn't selling it as good as I sort of sold the package or the gym membership. It was, it was me trying to figure out that I am worth it, you know, and I do have, you know, a little bit of a reputation. I should be more excited about selling my, I mean, my own business, you know, whenever I just kind of felt emotionally that I wasn't good enough to charge a certain amount, that kind of got me down. And I guess the second thing probably was, I am horrible at like the social media, you know, interacting. And whenever I put my face in front of a camera, I just feel like a dodo bird. Like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like, that's what I felt. And, you know, I was like, oh man, I gotta, gotta shave. I gotta do this. I don't take care of myself as well as I should have, you know, most of the time, you know, trim my beard, do this. And so that's, that was the other thing. So not, I guess, not looking the part, whether, you know, muscularly or physically, um, again, endurance athletes don't look huge. Sorry. I mean, this is what it is. Um, it's easier to sell somebody who's, you know, six foot and 225 pounds, and 10% body fat than it is to sell someone, you know, that's, you know, significantly smaller. So, and that's, I, again, probably another thing I just felt emotionally or maybe mentally that I wasn't physically up to par with other personal trainers out there. So that was probably my biggest downfall is probably myself actually. Hey, no, it's, it's, it's a humble, um, you know, not humility, but it's, it's just a humble, honest, you know, acknowledgement that, you know, like, yeah, like you, you're a gym owner and you should have a price point because if you know deep down that what you're giving is quality and you're like, you know, this is going to get you to another level, then absolutely. Right. And, you know, like you said, maybe like, you know, maybe back when you opened up, it's like, okay, like I ran, you know, my first month free or my first two weeks free or, you know, whatever the case is, you know, you, right. you, you wanted to show the value before the value was, you know, brought on by a price point. And it's just like, you know, a lot of people I think will grind and grind and grind and, you know, show, Hey, look, this stuff works. Like now it's time to, you know, it's time to pay because, you know, I, at the end of the day, like you got a facility to pay for, you got a business to run. It's like, you can't just give everything for free, but you also know that what you're providing is of quality. And you know, that the return of the people's money that they're giving you is going to be given back. So no, yeah, no. you're absolutely right. Just, just trying to, I mean, that, that was a few year journey that it took me to, to finally re respect myself, I guess. Um, and then obviously kind of going around, uh, online and seeing, you know, different prices that people are charging, hearing some people go and say, Oh, well, you know, at gold's, if I just want to do like one hour, they charge me 75 bucks. I'm like, they charge you 75 bucks for one hour personal training. I looked at them like they were crazy. Like, yeah, you know, I only do it like once a month. I was like, that's ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe it's not as ridiculous as it sounds. You know, maybe I should be charging, you know, something around that. And that's finally getting to a point where I know where my personal training is. I know what my fit camps are worth. And I know where my kind of my next level fitness class is. That's where I finally started to feel like my true self. Finally started to feel comfortable. People were respecting me, asked me questions. and it just, it took a while, you know, to, to get there, you know, and I'm just, thank goodness it happened, <laughs> but you know, I'm happy now. So for sure. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, to be honest, I think you're not the only person out there that feels that way. You know, I feel like there's other people depending on, you know, I mean, there's probably some people that don't feel that way. They're probably, like, Oh no, like I'm, you know, the King, 
King Tut and I'm a, you know, have my sword and my, uh, you know, everything, but right. you know, there's, there's definitely some, you know, honest, you know, humility in saying, look, we're going to try this. People are going to see the results. Okay. Now we know that we can charge a certain price to it because it works. Right. Um, versus like, all right, I'm new. I'm going to charge 200 bucks for, you know, whatever. And it's like, people are going to come and be like, yeah, I know. And this is not what I want to do. So. Right. Absolutely. Um, no, but it's, it's good. You know, you, you found the confidence in able to, you know, know that it's okay to charge this. It's okay to do these things and it's only to continue to get better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, uh, it, again, it's, it's such a long grind. I just think, cause I needed to develop as a person in order for that to happen. That's why I think that this never failed is because I was given that ability to do that by starting off slowly. If I would have never been given that ability where I'm only paying a thousand bucks a month to run this back area, it probably would have failed because I would have tried to do a $3,000 facility, not been able to make it because I'd be giving it free gym memberships for free the first like five or six months. Then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, well, I guess I don't have rent. So, but you know, they, it, it's definitely been an experience and it's definitely been a good one. I think that's the right way to start off. If you don't have the capital capital at first, or if you don't have the confidence at first, a lot of times, if you, if you truly believe in it, but you don't have the confidence, then, you know, you need to kind of start out slow, whether that's at a kind of like camp gladiator does and they do it at a park, you know, I mean, unfortunately during the cold months, it's not going to be as fun, <laughs> but you know, during the summer, I mean, in, in Texas, hot nine months out of the year, 10 months out of the year. So it's okay to do it outside at a park. So getting that start and then working up your confidence and then maybe going to a facility would be where I'd see the majority of us, the majority of people that have the passion, but don't have the confidence yet need to kind of follow that path. That makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, everybody's going to have a different way of doing things and everybody's going to have, you know, different kiss skill levels and confidence levels. And, you know, whether you're an endurance, you know, track and field runner, or, you know, you're a basketball player or, you know, or a bodybuilder or whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's, it's all going to come down to like what you can provide and what you think you provide. And, you know, you're going to learn either way. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, last couple of things here, uh, you know, as we uh, get to that wrapping up point is, you know, I want to hear from you and all the listeners out there that are um, listening, you know, where or what would you give advice wise to somebody that's looking to start up their own business, you know, something in the health and fitness field. So if they've already got their foot in the door by, you know, whether it's getting some sort of first certification or working for another um, gym owner or working for, you know, one of these big box, you know, gyms, if they've already done that and they're wanting to start, you know, their gym, definitely <clears throat> getting to learn the business side of it, which was actually the easy part for me. That was the easier part. I could figure that out. But some, and I want to say probably most people, that's the most challenging part, whether it's the taxes or whether it's just structuring a kind of a, a balance sheet. You know, some people don't do this with their, you know, basic bills. You know, if you're a pretty good individual and you have your money managed, you know, individually, then, you know, running any kind of business, you know, is simpler. But if you have the passion and you're just uh, a personal trainer um, and you're, kind of elevating your level of fitness and you want to start a gym really, I mean, kind of two different categories, really trying to figure out the business side is so important because I can tell you, there's been so many gyms that I've seen around here, great trainers, fantastic physiques, knows how to train the hell out of somebody, but 
they just didn't have the business aspect of it. They could market, you know, but they didn't either know what to charge or um, if they should be doing the memberships, uh, how long they should be doing the memberships, doing some of this, I guess, investigation on the, on the side of looking at what other gyms are doing. You know, a lot of people just don't take the time to look at their surrounding gyms. I follow the gyms on social media all the time, like of the gyms that are right around me, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll message them every so often when I see somebody that consistently goes there. Hey man, just want to let you know, you know, I, I own a gym too. You know, I'm over here and I get a lot of people to do that. Again, one of those little gorilla marketing things that are free to do Instagram or Facebook's free. They check in at one of those places and you can just kind of bring them on over there, even if it's for a shake, cause they don't have shakes over there. So something like that. You know, just being, being of a business mindset, you always have to do it. The passion will get you a lot of places, but then, you know, you, you definitely shouldn't push off that business aspect of it and that money marketing aspect of it too long because it will catch up to you real quick if you do. Yeah, no, wise words. You know, it's, you know, a lot of people, uh, it's like some people will say, you know, if you have a passion and a dream, just go for it. And then, you know, there's other people that's like, you know, you got to have a plan put together. You got to know exactly what you're doing, how you're doing. And then, you know, it's just kind of cool to see all the different ways, the aspects and, you know, someone saying, you know, like you got to understand the business side of things. You got to understand, you know, PL and, you know, um, you know, revenue stream, you know, like all the other things that come with it. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's nice to hear people put a different spin on, you know, their own, you know, aspects of things. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then last but not least, you know, here today um zach is you know how can people look up your gym you know give a shout out how can they reach you how can they get in touch you know if they want to check out pictures if they want to come check out the facility kind of just go ahead and give a quick shout out yeah no absolutely um so the blend nutrition gym so it's all ran together uh that's you know on facebook instagram you know and tiktok um <laughs> not that anybody's in san antonio but if you're in san antonio you can look us up on uber eats or doordash so we also do that there's delivery as well so that's a pretty easy way if you're local but um right now i'm working on a website i had a website whenever i used to call the gym something else but since it was called a different name obviously i shut it down so now i'm working on uh, the new website for the blend nutrition gym but honestly just just social media really is the best way to get in touch with us i respond to those uh, pretty quickly you know, and really probably within 30 minutes. That's, that's one of the things. Cause that's, if that's how I'm putting myself out there and I'm not responding to them, you know, as quickly as possible, then, you know, I, I'm not doing my job. I mean, they'll either go to me or go to somebody else. So that's something else that I do pretty quick. That's right. Yeah. I mean, once that lead comes in, you definitely want to hit it up first thing. Yeah, absolutely. Can't miss it. Awesome, Zach. Well, uh, appreciate your time and for everybody out there listening, that was his story. That's kind of how everything, you know, came about into fruition. So if you're ever in the area in San Antonio, you'll definitely check out his gym, you know, the blend nutrition gym and, you know, get a workout in, do a, do a fit camp with him, Um, or, you know, get a delicious smoothie at that. There you go. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, until then, everybody, if you want to be on the show at any point in time, if you know, you're uh, feeling like you want to share your story, we'd love to have you. Uh, so feel free to click on the link below. Type in all your info and we'll be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at 
podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.